Welcome to the Armor Men's Health Hour with Dr. Mystery and Donna Lee. Hello and welcome to the Armor Men's Health Hour. I am Dr. Mystery, your host, a board-certified urologist, here with my co-host, mm-hmm. business development manager, former office manager, all-around great person, Donna Lee. Board-certified co-host. Certified. Debatable. This is a radio show because of my wonderful radio voice, <laughs> but we also have this show available as a podcast. Uh, where do people get the podcast on? You can listen to the podcast, surprisingly, everywhere you listen to free podcasts, which is still odd to me that I can be in my car and put on Amazon or iTunes or iHeartRadio, and he's, there we are, and the podcast. Pops up on my little picture, and I can look at us while I drive. I just got my headshot retaken so that I you wouldn't did. look so... Uh, they sent me 20 options and told me that you wanted me to pick. I'm still working on that. Well, there you go. All the gray in your beard it was shocking. You know I'm what? Gonna, I'm not an old man. I'm, gonna, I'm a young man. <laughs> Photoshop that. This show is brought to you by... The oh, by Ur- the way, you're a grandpa now. Congratulations. Yes, Thank you so much. Mm-hmm. This show is brought to you by NAU Urology Specialist. That is the specialty, uh, urology specialty practice started in 2007. Initially, it was called North Austin Urology. But then we became all around Austin. That's right. Which is where the show was brought to you from. NAU. So we had to change to NAU so I could keep the website. But now, you know, who knows? Don't get me started. Google's getting, it's very, it's impossible to gain the system nowadays. The problem was that we were called North Austin Urology and doctors in South Austin refused to send patients Uh because they thought, they didn't even know we were I was above the river. That's right. Don't cross that river. People that come from out of Texas will be like, that river? You have to ford the river. No, you can't just, drive over the river just, on a bridge? It's just Lake Austin. <laughs> There's multiple bridges over there. <laughs> and so we practice kind of a more uh, patient-centric, holistic type approach here. You're not just a number. We are the second biggest urology group in Austin. That's right. You know what that means. We just try a little harder. We're a little cuter. <laughs> we do make every effort to see you quickly. Uh, try to follow the three A's of a successful specialty oh, practice. Affability. Availability. Affability. Affability and ability. Oh, okay. We'd like to think that you want ability to be the most important thing in your doctor. But what we know is that seeing one quick. That's it. It's <laughs> very important Get me to in there with my penis just, problems. Just, just get me in there. We try to give you good, nice, and and available doctors around here. You may see one of our amazing mid-level providers, PAs and nurse practitioners specifically trained in urology. By you, by the way. Trained by me. I mean... Really, I would put them up against almost any other office-based urologist. Right. Uh, they're exceptionally intelligent, um, ready to give you the time and energy it takes to take care of you, and uh, will initiate all of my treatment plans to a T. So. And they're all just kind of like seeing you, but with smaller hands, all of them. <laughs> People do like the smaller hands. Even the men. So <laughs> if you want to see Dr. Mystery, but a smaller set of hands, try one of our mid-levels. <laughs> you know, the, the diagnosis of prostate cancer is something that comes up quite Every frequently. Yeah. And I thought we'd talk about that today. And if you're looking for a second opinion, we'd love to see you uh, about prostate cancer. Donna, how do people do that? You can call us at 512-238-0762. Dr. Mystery is happy to do a second opinion for you, especially for prostate cancer. Um, We can do a telemedicine over the phone if you're out of state or out of city. Our website is armormenshealth.com. And our email address for your amazing questions is armormenshealth at gmail.com. So uh, next week, I have a patient who contacted us from California. He was diagnosed with prostate cancer, pretty low volume. wanted to get information on a what treatment options do I have for prostate cancer that don't involve radiation, waiting around, or surgery? Or erectile dysfunction, I bet. And it will not affect my erections and not cause me to be incontinent. Mm-hmm. And so it was a great opportunity for us to go through today the treatment choice of HIFU or 
high-intensity focused ultrasound. So Donna, HIFU has been around in the United States only for about five to seven years. You know how long it's been in Europe? Like 20. 20 Why years. Why do they get all the good stuff they early? Have, they have amazing Why data. Why is that? Why is it there 20 years and here just a few years? The big company is a French company. That was terrible. <laughs> Let's hear it again. <laughs> a French company. <laughs> and so um, it was a company based out of France. The technology is quite familiar to all of us, just even lay people. We can use sound waves to annoy people talking oh. to them. You do that to me all the time. We can use sound waves to break things like glass when you have a very high-pitched voice. We can use sound waves to destroy or pit surfaces. That's how they learned uh, about using shock wave to or sound waves to break up stones because they would do these high-intensity sound wave tests on metal parts of planes and find that it would pit the metal mm, planes. I thought so you were going to say monkeys. Monkeys. No, no monkeys. And we know that we can use sound waves to kill tissue. And mm -hmm. it does it by heating up tissue. And what's cool about sound waves is that you can concentrate it to a point far away from where the sound wave starts. Mm -hmm. So you can burn something, you know, feet away from you or in the case of Haifu, you know, just a few inches. That's amazing. And it doesn't burn the outside of the skin like a burn burn, right? That's right. And it kills the tissue. And so we can burn the prostate tissue. That's what HIFU is approved for by the FBA. Uh, me, FBA. FBA. Uh, FDA. Yeah. It's approved <laughs> for killing of prostate tissue. And what's what's amazing today is that now we can use technology to just kill just part of the prostate gland. Mm -hmm. We can leave the nerves that help your erections. I mean, we have within within our own family, we have people that mm -hmm. have have had high food on, uh, had maintained their erections, which were was very important to them. If we're talking about one of my family members, we don't want to talk about that, just because I don't want to picture anybody I know with a erection. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Well, get rid of that screensaver then. Okay. <laughs> We have uh, so so this patient from California. Really, just to give you an illustration of the kind of the kind of care that we are we give everyone. Mm -hmm. One of the things that we don't want to do if you have prostate cancer is do it on the in an inappropriate patient. So patients come to us so excited. I want this done. I hear that it's going to work well for me. It's covered by Medicare and some other insurances, and I want this done. And so we say, ho ho ho, slow down. Is it Christmas? And so both with this patient in California, he ended up having a severely large prostate and not emptying his bladder to the point of being quite ridiculous. And when I tried to send him to his original urologist to take care of it, mm -hmm. I was like, did you not check his prostate or anything about him before you diagnosed him with prostate cancer? I was like, really like surprised. You're irritated. <laughs> and then, then when I tried to send him back, he was like, well, he decided not to do my treatment, so I'm not going to see him. I was like... What kind of pouty person is this urologist? Like a grown-up urologist. <laughs> so, so I, I called. I called up a, a classmate of. Well, he was before me from Baylor College of Medicine, where I did residency. Right. And the moment I knew he went to Baylor, <laughs> I knew that this guy was not only going to be amazing in terms of how he was going to care for the patient, but right ready to pick up the phone. No. Well, and his nice. name is Dino DiConcini. Oh, and I thought that hey. was the coolest name. Hey, Dino. Dino Dickensini. And so he took care of this patient, uh, did a, um, a terp on him, mm -hmm. helped him, uh, or a rotor rooter or whatever you're going to call it. He opened up his prostate, allowed him to pee much better. Mm. And now, you know, like a true gentleman, sending him down here to, for me to fix his haifu. Uh, we had a patient uh, similarly that was in Tennessee that mm -hmm. wanted haifu done. They had a prostate that was too big for the procedure. We sent them to Vanderbilt mm -hmm. to do prostate artery embolization, a really cool way of shrinking the prostate. He's peeing like a champ. He came in last month and got his haifu done. Wow. Uh, communicating the uh, importance of screening as well as treatment options is something that 
we do quite frequently on this show. And I don't think there's a better person to do that than a patient that's experienced it themselves. And so we're really lucky to have uh, one of our patients, Mark. Mark, welcome. Hi, thanks. Uh, Mark and Donna, you guys uh, had a relationship before he became a, a patient of ours, is that right? First day, walked in and saw her face. And That's right. Put me at ease. Mark used to be the bartender at Cap City Comedy for how many That's years? True. Over 20, 20, unfor- 20 years. Unfortunate 24. 24 years <laughs> yeah, of the, one the, place. 24 is the unfortunate part. The experience was fantastic. Oh, yeah. You got I to meet it. everybody. Yeah, everyone, and I loved working there. And the, and the famous comics that come in will always ask about Mark if he's there. Is Mark McManus still here? To this day. <laughs> yes. That's awesome. And, yeah. and Donna, uh, our, our resident comedian and practice right. manager, is somebody that knows that comedy little comedy here world. In well, I used to be a regular there, and Mark Mark has given me more free drinks than I can oh boy. ever talk comps. about. Oh I mean, comp <laughs> drinks, exactly. And lots of fried food. It was great. Oh, Thanks, Mark. Lord. So, uh, so Mark, you were referred to us for um, an elevated PSA, which is how a lot of patients get to a urologist. You're pretty young. What do you think prompted getting tested? And then what was your number when you were sent to us? Well, um, my father had prostate cancer, so I was already um, in the zone to get tested when I was younger. So I was tested at 49. Uh, my levels were at 7.8 initially, and then a follow-up was at 8.1. And that's a pretty high number, mm-hmm. I mean, for, for a young guy. That's what I'm told. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's why he's here. What were some of the for things sure. that you were really scared about before you saw me, and what was going through your head kind of at that time? Cancer, um, mainly. You don't think of it as a simple thing. The worst fears come to mind. Just uh, needed to know what the situation was so that I could learn about it and then know how to proceed. What did your dad uh, experience in terms of uh, his experience with prostate cancer treatment and, and, uh, and how did he do? Well, he found out much older. He, he was 68 when he found out. He decided to go uh, full on prostatectomy. 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 Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was like, how do you say it? So he went for the full situation back then. Um, I think that was about 35 years ago. A lot of things have changed ago. in terms yeah. of treatment, and uh, you really got to benefit from some of that those advancements in, in, in treatment. Absolutely. And yeah. so we did your prostate biopsy, and uh, was that something that you were scared about uh, undergoing? It was just a nervous situation for me. I had never had any type of surgical procedure done before, never been sick or hospitalized. So this was the first mm-hmm. major uh, procedure that I had ever done. So um, a little nervous going into it, you know, after having met with you and talked with Donna and the staff there, which is fantastic, by the way. Thank you. They put me at ease. So I decided to go with it. And so we did that prostate biopsy and then ultimately diagnosed you with prostate cancer. Correct. Were you prepared mentally for that diagnosis? Were you surprised? I mean, because you were already kind of primed. Yeah. But still in that in that environment, tell me how you mm-hmm. responded and what went, went through your mind. Well, I thought I was prepared. <laughs> <laughs> um, it, it's still shocking when you hear the words, you have prostate cancer. Um, so it was initially the PSA just suggested that it was a possibility, mm-hmm. that there were other options that could be a possibility, but that the only way really to find out was to have the biopsy. So then finding out that information um, was a little overwhelming, but I had one option, which was to move forward, right? So, so, so we felt like your cancer was more aggressive than one that we could just watch, and we felt like th- that treatment should be should be offered to you. Yeah, and I also think that my age had something to do with your reasoning. Absolutely, saying you know you're too young to to not do anything, that therefore you have to do something. Yeah, I, I, a lot of people who are especially uh, around the age of fifty, we kind of tell them that even if your cancer's 
going to act like a slow-moving train. You got a lot of years for that train to cause some damage. Exactly. And so we offered you uh, several different kinds of treatments. We offered you removal of the prostate. Right. We offered you radiation. Mm-hmm. And then we offered you high-intensity focused ultrasound or HIFU treatment, a relatively new treatment. And that's ultimately the one you went with. Uh, maybe you could tell us what was what went on with that uh, that decision. Uh, what, what went through your mind on deciding what kind of treatment to go through? Just I, many factors, but m- mostly I think my relative youth <laughs> and wanting to maintain um, all of the faculties. HIFU has reduced percentage ratings of the major side effects like erectile dysfunction and uh, incontinence. Those two things, way too young to deal with in, in my brain. <laughs> you know, <laughs> can- right. cancer is one thing, but the other two things are extended lifelong mm-hmm. uh, issues that I'm not ready and was not ready and still w- probably will never be ready to <laughs> deal with. So I figured those two things were like the major factors that led me to, to HIFU. You, you really illustrate the double-edged sword of being young with prostate cancer. Yeah. The double-edged sword is that you want to be super aggressive in patients who are young, but you also know as a, your physician that the side effects of treatment are things that you're going to experience for a much longer time in your life. Exactly. And so, you know, giving you advice, um, giving young people advice is always tough because uh, on one hand, if we're too lackadaisical about being aggressive about treatment, then we got to deal with this cancer again and again and again. And if we're uh, overly aggressive, then we've got to deal with the side effects of treatment, which take a, you know, the further you get away from your diagnosis, yeah. the, 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 the less you remember how scared you were of dying and the more you think about all the functional loss that you're experiencing. Exactly. So, so we did HIFU on you, and uh, we did some preparation uh, for it. Maybe talk through uh, what that experience was like of going through HIFU because it's a, it's, a, it's, an, it's a procedure that's not offered to everyone, and so not a lot of people are going to have family members that went through it. So your experience is going to really give people a lot, of, uh, a lot to think about. Right. Did you talk about the HIFU specifically or the terp preceding the HIFU? Let's just talk about the HIFU. <laughs> okay. Um, the HIFU, simple procedure, really, um, and the facility was amazing. Um, the staff there was incredible, put me at ease, um, went under um, anesthesia and woke up a couple hours later and really felt no pain at all. Um, I guess the the main situation with that is that you have a catheter in for a week and you have to maintain um, that generally stayed at home, took a week's vacation. Um, And then at the end of the week, the day that I had the catheter removed, I went back to work. That's awesome. Mm. Yeah. And uh, do you think that you experienced a lot of pain in that week or uh, subsequently? For the HIFU specific, uh, very minimal pain and very minimal discomfort. Um, I've was shocked, <laughs> quite frankly. I thought it was going to be a lot more severe than that, um, but it was not. It was uh, very um, simple. Um, I literally was, felt like I was on vacation at home <laughs> rather than you know, taking them, like, yeah, just watched a lot of movies and I uh, was very comfortable. Well, that's awesome. And your, your, your cancer was amenable to something called a, um, a focal or regional HIFU. We didn't right. have to treat the entire prostate, right. just where the cancer was. It's what HIFU allows us to do more than any other technology. Sure. And you picked that because you wanted to maintain your continence and sexual function. Mm-hmm. Maybe you would share with us, uh, you know, how's that going? <laughs> <laughs> it's where everything works wow. great. Um, no, there have been no side effects for me um, as a result of the HIFU. I have no problems with um, erectile dysfunction and zero issues with incontinence. 
That's awesome. So I feel very blessed to have made the right choice for me um, coming in and out of it with the results that I have. Mm-hmm. Um, I have lots of energy working out at the gym again, um, working 10 hours a day at my job. Oh, no. Oh, yeah, well, it's not the comedy club anymore. <laughs> <but> <laughs> it's not as funny there. Right. <laughs> it's true. But, uh, yeah, just a lot of uh, stamina, energy, sex drive, all of it still there. Well, it's an incredible uh, – you're, you're an inspiration and a real example for so many patients and somebody that people can look to to know that even though they may be faced with a really troubling diagnosis like prostate cancer, yeah. that there is, that there is you know, hope at the end of that tunnel and that you know, maintaining your function is something that a lot of people can expect. Yeah, was the goal from the beginning and um, very fortunate, I believe, to have found you and your clinic and Donna mm-hmm. being there as well. And uh, – Took me step by step through the whole process. Well, that's awesome. It's almost like fate. Yeah, well, does it feel that way? We've had lots Walk of texts and, and emoticons and love you and <laughs> <laughs> you're going to be fine. There's a lot of that happening. So <laughs> a lot of support. Well, Mark, thank you so much for joining us sure. and lending us your experience. Uh, it's something that um, uh, I hope that uh, our listeners will um, uh, will really p- kind of build upon and uh, face a, a new prostate cancer diagnosis with some more confidence. Great. I'm glad to be of assistance in that. Awesome. Well, thank you. Well, thank you so much. Donna, you want to tell people how to get a hold of us? Yes, you can uh, email us at armormenshealth at gmail.com if you have any questions about um, Mark's experience. I'm certainly happy to reach out to him if you've got any direct questions. Our email address, again, is armormenshealth at gmail.com. You can reach us during the week at 512-238-0762, and our website is armormenshealth.com. Thank you so much, Mark, for coming in. We appreciate you so much.